بسم الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته It is now day 6 of Ramadan and day 6 of the Ramadan series for Halqa Haven and this year is all about emotions as we all know from the previous days but today's emotion is specifically going to be about displeasure with blame or disapproval so let's begin إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهد الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله Alhamdulillah indeed all praises due to Allah we praise him and seek his help and forgiveness we seek refuge in Allah from our souls, evils, and raw wrongdoings. He whom Allah guides, no one can misguide. And he whom he misguides, no one can guide. Bismillah. So we're reflecting on the fifth emotion in the book. And it is displeasure with blame or disapproval, as I mentioned. And in Arabic, that's karahiyat al-istinkar. So as always, I'll read from the book, give some of my reflections, and end with a dua. This particular undesirable behavior is so extremely efficient in steering a person toward a love of this world that it can come to a form a con- it can come to form a considerable barrier between a person and the station of ihsan, excellence and worship. Being uneasy at the thought of blame or criticism and searching for praise from Allah's subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation, one forgets that true praise is for the creator and the most deserving. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Hamid This crucial understanding slips away and takes with it the integrity of the individual who so panders to his or her own whims and yearns for the approval of others. So some signs and symptoms of this are that you don't encourage right and you don't forbid wrong. So you've given up encouraging what is right for fear of earning other people's pleasure, displeasure, sorry. And so, for example, you'll notice that they're doing something wrong and no, sorry, you notice them doing something right and you don't encourage it more. Like you don't praise them. You're not like, mashallah, or you don't stand in support with them because you fear the other people who are watching. You don't want to earn their displeasure. Another thing is that you deny the existence of divine values for the sake of gaining the praise and approval of other people. I feel like this one applies a lot to people maybe in the Western world a lot more in that it can sometimes be hard to be Muslim and so sometimes you just want to deny things or agree with people just so you don't stick out like a sore thumb or sometimes you might avoid you might fail to stand as a witness to the truth to avoid people's blame or disapproval another thing is social media and spoiling your intention so you might be like very annoyed when you post something like a reel and you're like why hasn't it got that much views why hasn't it got any likes why have I not got more followers and you're you're more wanting to please people or seek their favor and so that can interfere with your intention to do deeds for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala another thing is engaging in forbidden matters and neglecting obligations so you have this excessive fear of blame and criticism and so this this fear it it just overcomes you and it affects how you go about your day-to-day life and how you practice your faith either openly or internally or externally and so 
this can lead you to neglecting some of your obligations that we have that God has prescribed for us. And there's the hadith where the Prophet said, I swear by Allah, the one in whose hands my life is, continue to order and guide people towards virtuous deeds and prevent people from immoral acts and sins. Otherwise, Almighty Allah will surely send his severe punishment upon you. Then you will call upon him, but he will not respond to you. So again, it's our duty as Muslims to do good, to prevent people from sinning. When we see a wrong, we should try and forbid it and encourage people to move away from the wrong and encourage them to do the right. And otherwise, as the hadith says, Allah could send a punishment on us. And when we call upon him, he might not respond. So some treatments for this displeasure with blame or disapproval is that you need to remember that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala benefits and harms. So there's that belief in deep inside you that Allah loves you. And so any criticism, any blame or disapproval from people won't affect you. And you remember, you remind yourself as well that it could be people's displeasure, disapproval, blame. It could be for temporary things. And so that's temporary, but displeasing Allah, it's eternal, right? Another thing is that you self-reflect. You should be self-reflecting on your own wrongdoings, admitting your own weaknesses, and trying to learn from them and correct them and work on them. And that's all about tasqif to nafs, self-purification of the soul. So you're self-reflecting, you're understanding where your shortcomings are, and you want to work on that. Some other things is to defend the truth for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you do something only for the sake of Allah, and you remind yourself that your deeds cannot share other intentions. So you can't do the deed to please Allah, but also to show off to other people like, did you see I did this good deed? Like, alhamdulillah, mashallah. No, that will sort of affect your own intentions. And so the intention should simply be to do it for Allah. Another thing is to use the wisdom that you have to inform the truth. So the wisdom that you have, you are able to use that wisdom and that knowledge to continue to practice the truth and ask for guidance from Allah. And so there's this hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said, Whoever seeks to please Allah with something displeasing to people, then Allah will be sufficient for him. Whoever seeks to please people with something displeasing to Allah, then Allah will be then Allah will hand him over to the people. So basically, if you seek to do something that pleases Allah and it might displease other people, that's fine. It doesn't matter to Allah because that will be enough for him as long as it's something that pleases him. But if it's you're seeking the pleasure of people and knowing that it might dis- it will displease Allah, then Allah will just put you with those people. Rely on them. And some one exception is when this when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or someone rightly guided disapproves. And so we might fear the disapproval or from other people, but when the disapproval comes from Allah or for someone who is rightly guided, who is righteous, who is one of the salihin, like the good Muslims, that's the exception. That that should that should make us try and change our intentions and be better people because we don't want to have the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want this should motivate us to better ourselves. So that's the book. Now my own reflections. So blame isn't something that we embrace or something that we like. We don't like to have blame put on us, right? 
and displeasure with blame or disapproval. It's a disease of the heart. And we might worry about people's opinions, desire their praises, and even hate when they criticize us. So when we get very concerned with these things, when we care about people's opinions, when we want their approval, when we want their praise, this can affect our taqwa, our God consciousness, it can affect our intentions, and it can affect our worship at the end of the day. And so by purifying our souls, by reflecting on our shortcomings, by not caring about what people think about us, by reminding ourselves that no benefit or harm is comes except that Allah has decreed it for us, that can help. And we shouldn't be giving attention to people who may disapprove of us. As long as we're doing the right thing, they can continue to disapprove us on the sideline while we're doing the right thing, inshallah, and that's okay. Shouldn't pay any attention to them. We also have the examples of the companions who are very loyal to Islam. And so they sometimes had to take decisions. And these decisions, they may have, they have led to maybe people disapproving of them or tribes disapproving and saying, what type of a decision this is? But they made them following the Prophet's teaching. So they knew that it was the right way to go. And the more we worry about our, how our decisions will be perceived by others, the more it will take us away from Allah. So the more we pray, but we also like, for example, in Taraweeh, when we're praying maybe, for example, or looking around, we're not focused on the actual, what the surahs are being recited, what their meanings are behind them, because what we're more focused on is, are people like pleased with us, or are they displeased with us? Did I do something wrong? And that can take us away from Allah, worrying about how what we do is perceived by others. So a verse from the Qur'an is from Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 143. And it's, and it is thus that we appointed you to be the community of the middle way, so that you maybe might be witnesses to all mankind, and the messenger might be a witness to you. We appointed the direction which you formerly observed so that we might distinguish those who follow the messenger from those who turn on their heels. For it was indeed burdensome, except for those whom Allah guided. And Allah will never leave your faith to waste. Allah is full of gentleness and mercy to mankind. And so through this verse we learn about this type of guidance. That the Qur'an is our guidance, the sunnah of the Prophet, the ahadith, they're all, they've all been placed there to help us along the straight path. And this middle way is that balance between justice and equity and moderation and that the righteousness is based on what has been revealed. And this this verse also mentions like the direction of the prayer and they used to pray towards Jerusalem, but later on the Prophet was in home to pray towards the Kaaba. And so when that decision probably when that decision happened, people may have been disapproving of the Prophet's changing that, but it was a command from Allah and so the Prophet made it because God told him to, and so we shouldn't be worrying or caring about the disapproval of others if it's what God commands of us. And, yeah, so just like the Prophet, and if we don't practice guidance, if we don't enjoy what is right and forbid what is evil, evil can continue to spread. 
and society as well can affect us. Um, sometimes we want to stay in our comfort zone and not be disapproved or blamed by other people. But as Muslims, we need to try and stand up for what's right when it's safe to do so. When society deems things that are normal, but it's not maybe normal. As Muslims, we know that we have a book, a guidance, and we just need to follow Allah's commands. And so sometimes that's something I struggle with, especially in this day and age, and sometimes still do. So, but I can just remember when I was a teenager that I struggled a lot with praying at school, like asking openly if I could have like a prayer space or just asking for like some time out of the class to be able to pray and not miss Dhuhr or Asr. And so I would typically wait until I got home and combine both prayers together and pray those because there was this lot of oh I don't want to make people uncomfortable oh I don't want them to look at me and be like what is she doing looking at me strangely and don't want them to maybe disapprove or that sort of thing but alhamdulillah I've gotten better at that um, and it shouldn't be something we fear because it can clearly affect our faith so the more for example with my example if I had continued to not ask, seek prayer spaces in places where there are no prayer spaces, then that could lead me to, again, keep missing prayers and making them up at a later time and maybe eventually not even praying those missed prayers. And so we just always ask for God's guidance and the ability to ask for what we need as Muslims without fearing people's judgment. And we need to have that intention that we're doing things for the sake of Allah, not for people's pleasure or comfort. Because uh, if you think about it, if your actions, your deeds, if they're being guided by what people say, by having people's approval or trying to protect yourself from disapproval, then this can affect your deeds and even your heart. Because as we learn, it is a disease of the heart, this displeasure of disapproval. And so to overcome the fear of this blame, we just need to remember that what will happen, will happen. What is decreed, is decreed. It's God's plan. We've got to just trust in God's plan. And there's a hadith where Abu Abbas, Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhu said, One day I was behind the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he said, Oh young man, I shall teach you some words. Be mindful of Allah and Allah will protect you. Be mindful of Allah and you will find him in front of you. If you ask, then ask Allah alone. And if you seek help, then seek help from Allah alone. And know that if the nation were to gather together to benefit you with anything, they would not benefit you except with what Allah had already prescribed for you. And if they were to gather together to harm you with anything, they would not harm you except with what Allah had already prescribed against you. The pens have been lifted and the pages have dried. So again, this hadith is a perfect reminder that there is a perfect decree that Allah has written and prescribed for us what will happen to us is already written for us and it is the will of Allah and so that reminds us that if something has been written for us that will benefit us then Allah will will it if it's something that might harm us and bring us closer to Allah then again that has already been prescribed but of course we shouldn't just be like okay khalas, it's been decreed why should I bother let me just walk around like a zombie just going throughout my day doing ground like a groundhog day sort of thing but there's the other hadith where Anas ibn Malik reported a man said a messenger of Allah should I tie my camel and trust in Allah or should I leave her untied and trust in Allah the Prophet said 
Tie her and trust in Allah. So again, we understand that Allah has prescribed things for us, that there's a divine decree with our death written on us, with who we're going to marry, the children we'll have, the status, the wealth, all these provisions. There, It's written there. But it doesn't mean that we just let go and act like zombies, as I said. No, we still have a responsibility in this world as Muslims to be the best of Muslims, to do good, to make this world a better place. Just a better place and just to continue to have that trust in Allah. Then there's a verse from Al-Ma'idah, verse 54. Ya ayuha alladheena amanu man yirtadda minkum an deenihi fasawfa yati allahu biqawmi yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbunahu adhillatan ala al-mu'mineen wa a'izzatan ala al-kafirin yujahiduna fi sabilillahi wa la yakhafuna lawmata la'im thalika fadlullahi yu'tihi man yasha'u wallahu wasi'u alim O believers, whoever among you abandons their faith in Allah whoever among you abandons their faith Allah will replace them with others who love him and are loved by him they will be humble with the believers but firm towards the disbelievers struggling in the way of Allah fearing no blame from anyone this is the favor of the law he grants it to whoever he wills and all law is all bountiful all knowing so these are like the six attributes that are bestowed upon a people that it's a favor from Allah so you love you're the one that loves Allah but Allah also loves you you're humble you're kind and forgiving towards the believers and you're firm and strong towards disbelievers you have this jihad this struggle in the way of Allah and you fear no blame from anyone so there's no worry about blame as long as what you're doing is for Allah so if we're worried about other people Allah can simply and easily replace us with believers who fear no blame and so now onto the names of Allah that are related to these emotions is Al-Nafi' Al-Nadhar, the giver of benefit and the bringer of harm. So again, the reminder that only God can give us benefits but also permits harm. And we also have Al-Hadi, the guider, the one who guides, just as a reminder that we can continue to call upon that name to ask for guidance, to be the best of Muslims, to not, be, to not fear people's disapprovals, to not care about them. And now for that, Ya Allah... Give us the strength and courage to live our lives in your obedience, to follow in the footsteps of the Prophet ﷺ, to follow in the footsteps of the companions, and to not care about or fear the people's dis- people's disapprovals or their blames. Give us the strength to fast this Ramadan, to be the best of Muslims, to openly say that, yes, I'm fasting, to openly say that I'm a Muslim. Help us to overcome the fears of this world and just strengthen our faith, Ya Allah, especially with Ramadan. And then this is the dua that the Prophet made at Ta'if. Allahumma ilayka ashku da'afa quwwati wa qillat haylati wa hawinni ala al-nas. Ya arhamar rahimin, anta arhamar rahimin. Anta rabbi al-mustadha'ifin wa anta rabbi. Ila man takalni ila adun yatajahimni am ila adun malkathu amri. إن لم يكن بك غضب علي فلا أبالي ولكن عافيتك هي أوسع لي أعوذ بنور وجهك الذي أضاءت له السماوات والأرض وأشرقت له الظلمات وصلح عليه أمر الدنيا والآخرة أن ينزل به غضبك أو يحل علي سخطك لك العتبة وحتى ترضى ولا حول ولا قوت إلا إلي To you my lord I complain of my weakness lack of support and the humiliation I am made to receive most compassionate and most merciful. You are the Lord of the weak and you are my Lord. To whom do you lead me? To a distant person who receives me with hostility or to an enemy you have given power over me? As long as you are not displeased with me, I don't care what I face. 
I would, however, be much happier with your mercy. I seek refuge in the light of your face by which all darkness is dispelled, and both this life and the life to come are put in the right course against incurring your wrath or being the subject of your anger. To you I submit, until I earn your pleasure. Everything is powerless without your support. I mean, as always, anything I said is a reminder for myself, first and foremost. Anything incorrect is from myself, and all good is from Allah, so forgive me for my shortcomings. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika, shadwanna la ilaha illa ant, astaghfiruka wa atubu alayk. Glory is to you, O Allah, and praises to you. I bear witness that there is no God except you, worthy of worship except you. I seek your forgiveness and repent to you. Ameen. Um, may Allah accept your fast for today and give us the strength to carry on the remaining days. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'll see you ne- next week. Nope, I'll see you tomorrow, inshallah.